What's up, everybody? This is your host, Josh. And this is your host, Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks. This is our podcast, and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. Today's episode is actually going to be a really, really interesting one. But before we go there, I do want to make an announcement that I've gotten so much feedback on Airbnb, so many questions on how I was able to acquire the property. And I do want to let you all know that if you are interested, I'm actually creating a beta group for a course that I'm creating. And I would like you to email me, email me at info at econics.co. That's I-N-F-O at E-C-O-N-I-X dot C-O. Again, this is a very limited um, group and I'm only taking probably about 10 people. So just let me know, um, email me if you're interested in learning more about Airbnb and then we'll go from there. So now for today's episode, Today's episode I'm really excited about because this is um, an episode and a topic that a lot of people want to learn about, which is OPM. What the hell is OPM? OPM is called other people's money and other people's money will now be referred to as OPM for the rest of this episode. So what is other people's money? So other people's money is a concept of using good debt and OPM to dramatically increase your uh, rate of return. So when you look at OPM, you can get OPM from, you know, banks, private lenders, hard money lenders, um, friends, and just pretty much any place that's not your money. Um, There's a, there's a way to leverage OPM to maximize, again, your rate of return, and it increases your flexibility. It increases your reach when you're doing investing. And guess what, guys? Most people use OPM to get their deals done and to get their investments accomplished. So who is OPM for? OPM is for pretty much everybody. If you look at any major investor, a lot of times they will use OPM. One, OPM, it's smarter to use other people's money because you want to keep as much cash on hand as possible. Two, it's also for the person with a plan. So if you don't have a plan, there's no point in getting or reaching out to other people for their money because at the end of the day, you do not want to squander someone else's money. Um, This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. However, this is a tool that you can leverage to accomplish some of your financial goals a lot quicker than you would if you were just doing something by yourself. Um, Also, this is someone who actually understands that, again, money is a tool. Money is, you know, for me, money is not my motivation. Money does not get me out of bed in the morning. Um, And when I say that, like, that's not my motivating factor. My motivating factor is to genuinely help people, genuinely um, provide for my family and create a legacy for myself and a brand. So, If your sole focus is just on money, you might want to rethink a few things because, again, money is a tool. So if you understand these things and you understand that regular people, I'm a regular regular person, regular folks can use these types of tools 
to gain access to other deals and other investments that can help propel them faster. This, again, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme because it still takes time, still takes a lot of hard work, dedication, and studying. So you have to understand your markets that you're going to be investing in before you actually dive in, but it does help out. So what can you do with OPM? There are so many things you can do with OPM. Um, One of the main things that other people's money is used for is purchasing homes. So if you're in the real estate game um, and you want to purchase homes, you want to flip houses, you want to do Airbnbs, um, OPM is a great way to do that. Um, Also, if you want to use OPM to invest in markets, you can pull money together and invest in markets. So for example, let's say you, you know, took out a huge loan and you wanted to allocate some of that money to financial markets just to have it sitting there um, to gain a return, you can do that. Um, Another one is to invest in your own business. A lot of people take out business loans. A lot of people leverage OPM to increase their own productivity within their business. And you can also invest in other startups or you can do peer-to-peer lending. Um, peer-to-peer lending is pretty much you're like a loan officer or you know, you're a loaner um, and you loan out money to other startups, to you know, venture capitalists, whatever. You loan out money. You can do peer-to-peer lending, invest in other startups. It's so many things that you can do with OPM, but you have to know where to get it. So follow me here because I want to actually break down what this is. I'm going to be releasing a video of this same example on Instagram, so please go check that out. I'll probably be releasing it on Monday, so that way you can actually get a visual representation of what OPM is and how you can leverage it to grow and increase your rate of return. So let's look at the power of good debt. So for example, you have good debt and you got bad debt. Student loans, bad debt. Um, Credit card bills, bad debt. Now, student loans aren't horrible debt because it's not going to go anywhere for a while, but you do want to get rid of that over time. But credit card debt, that's that's bad debt. If you look at OPM and you look at, you know, that kind of debt, that's typically, you know, good debt because it's being leveraged for a purpose that will bring you an asset. So let's break this down. Now, Generally speaking, and we're going to talk we're going to be talking in real estate terms here. So I'm going to give you guys a real estate example of the power of good debt. Generally speaking, you can borrow up to 70 to 80% of a purchase price. So let me break this down. If you find a home that's worth $100,000, right? The banks will give you around 80% of that. So let's let's say for a number $80,000, which means you have to come to the table with with $20,000, right? All right. So um, now let's say you have $100,000 and you want to purchase a property. So let's say you purchase this property. You say you find a, a home that will um, that you found for $100,000 and you that the home itself will rent for about $800. Let's say you use all of your money on this one property. So now you have $100,000 and you buy this property and you put, you know, you put all your money into it and then now you're just, you know, $800 a month. So that's one way to do things. 
You use all your money to buy one property, right? Now, let's look at the power of good debt. So, you still take that $100,000, right? You take that $100,000 and you split it into five different payments. You split it out into five different areas. So, let's say you find five properties, okay? You take that $100,000. When you're purchasing an investment property and you have to put... 20, you have to put at least 20% down on an investment property. So if you borrow hundred thousand, if you have hundred thousand dollars, you have to put at least 20% down on these investment properties. Let's say you find five of them. Now you put $20,000 down on each of those properties. So you put them down as five different down payments. Now you go to the bank and you say, Hey, I need to borrow the remaining amount and the banks will give you that. So if they give you 80%, of that purchase price, then they're going to give you 80000 for each of those properties. Now, instead of buying one property, now you have five. So let's say that in order to pay, pay the bank back, um, now you have to pay them back. Let's say the loan costs $500 a month. On that same property or the same area where the um, homes were renting for about $800 a month. So if you take that 800 and then you deduct out your, your um, expenses, which is the, the loan payment, so let's say 500 and then you're going to have about $300 left over. Now, instead of just having $300 for one, for one property, now you have $300 for five properties. So instead of having $300, now you're going to have $1,500 a month. Again, guys, this is a very high-level overview of OPM and just the power of good debt. Um, when you actually look at real world examples, it's not the math isn't this simple, but for teaching purposes, I definitely want to make it as simple and as easy to follow as possible. So I'll repeat that. You get you have your hundred thousand dollars, you find five different homes and you put down your down payments on them, twenty thousand dollars a piece. Now you go to the bank and then you borrow the remaining amount, which is a, which should be around eighty percent. They give you this, now you have to pay the bank back five hundred dollars a month. That same, those same properties rent out for $800. You take your $800 and you deduct out what you owe the banks, which is $500. Now you have $300 left over. And then you multiply that by five because you have five properties. So from there, now instead of having $300 a month, now you have $1,500 a month. So that's the power of good debt. Now let's actually understand what the power of OPM is. So again, we talked about you want to increase your rate of return. You want to increase your reach. You want to increase the amount of properties you own. So let's see how using this same example, but now implementing OPM in there, how that can help you and help you actually invest smarter, wiser, and grow faster. So let's say you still have that same $100,000, right? Instead of doing five properties, let's say you look at 20. All right, now do you have, you've identified your 20 properties. So instead of putting your 20% down because you can't even afford that, what you do is you can put 5% down. So you put 5% down on 20 properties. Now you start to raise capital. You start to find investors that can help you come up with the other 15%. So you got $100,000. You have 20 properties. You you put 5% down on each of those properties. So now you need you're missing 15%. So let's say you start to leverage and look for OPM and then you find other investors to come in with you. Now they make up the difference for you to get to that 20% down payment. 
Same concept here. So now that you've gotten your 20% down by finding other investors, now you go back to the bank, which will lend you 80% of that of that um, purchase price. So they're going to give you the remaining 80000 on those 20 properties. So follow me here. So now... For the same thing, the same house rents for those house, those 20 properties for, for basic math, they rent out for $800 a piece. So for the loan that you have to owe the banks, the loan you owe $500, right? Now, you have another, you have another factor in there. You have to pay out your investor every month on an interest rate. So let's say you pay your investor $100 a month. So now your total cost goes up to $600. So you take your $800. And you deduct your six hundred. Now you have two hundred dollars left. So the properties are going to rent for eight hundred dollars a piece. Your expenses are going to be six hundred. Now you got two hundred dollars left over. Now, so the first time you had to pay your pay out your investor was for his interest. That's not for his profits. So you've profited two hundred dollars a month, right? So let's say um, you divide that. Let's say you split the profits fifty fifty. So let's say you take a hundred dollars, and then your investor takes a hundred dollars. So now you have your cash flow on $100 on one property. So this property itself will yield about $1,200 per year. So one property will now yield $1,200 per year. The last example, you are going to yield $1,500 per year. So now if you multiply that by 20 different properties, now you can yield $24,000 per year. That is the power of OPM. Let me break down that example one more time for, you know, because again, I learn slow with numbers. I'm a writer, not a, not a mad person. So let me break this down. You got that $100,000, you get 20 different properties, you put 5% down on those properties. You bring in investors to make, to get you to come up to that 20% down on those properties. Then you go to the bank and you say, Hey, I need money to, I need to finance or, you know, um, pay down the purchase properties. Purchase the properties. Sorry, um, so they give you eighty percent. So they give you the eighty thousand to get to that hundred to purchase the actual property. You have to pay the banks back five hundred dollars a month. You have to pay the investor back for their money. Then you're going to also split the profits. So your total expenses will be six hundred. Let's say the property does rent for eight hundred. Eight hundred minus six hundred. Now you have two hundred dollars left over. You divide out the profits for. Um, you divide them out evenly. So now you got a hundred dollars. For you, $100 for your investor. In total, you're going to yield about $1,200 per year for that one property. Now that you've had the ability to invest in 20 properties, that $1,200 becomes $24,000. So I want you guys to understand the power of OPM and what you can do to increase your rate of return. So OPM just literally blew that first example out of the water because it increased the rate of return and now you own 20 different properties instead of five. And guess what, y'all? Later down the road, you can actually refinance these same properties, pay off your investors, still own the 20 properties and just take the cash flow every single month. So there are so many ways to leverage OPM that it's not even funny, y'all. So what we will be doing is I will be bringing on one of my business partners to talk about where to actually get OPM. Um, I, I, I'm i very low-key about a lot of the things that I do for reasons. 
Um, but I, it's, it's getting to a point where I need to start, you know, giving you guys access and understanding of OPM. So that way, you know, you can leverage it for yourself and you can start to understand, um, how to use that for your own benefits. And I'm really excited about that. So again, leverage OPM guys, understand it, study it. And make it make it your own. Make it your own. There, there, there's a there's a reason why people are successful. And these are the things that I talk about when I talk about, um, you know, money is a sport. You have to put the time in to understand. You have to put the time in to 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 really know um, what a hard money loan is, what a private lender is, the types of. Um, interests that go on those types of loans, what the bank will give you. If you don't know this stuff, you can't leverage it. It's the same thing as any any textbook. If you don't pick up a textbook, you'll never know what's inside it. So you can't pass a test. So again, if money is a tool, then you have to study money and you have to know how to use the tool to get what you want and to understand how to leverage that to get the best return for your investments. So that wraps up today's podcast, guys. If you have any questions, if you have any questions, I know this is probably very confusing for some people um, just because it's so it's audio. So again, I'm going to be releasing a video to actually visually break this down on Monday so that way you can actually see. And then I'll repeat what I said earlier. I've gotten so many questions about Airbnb. I've gotten so much feedback and I appreciate that, guys. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be creating a course. I'm going to be doing a beta group. I'm only going to be taking about 10 people. If you want to learn about how I acquired my Airbnb, if you want to learn about the ins and outs of Airbnb, how much you can make, all that stuff, I'm here to teach you guys that. So reach out to me at info, I-N-F-O, at econics, E-C-O-N-I-X dot C-O to let me know if you're interested and we'll go from there. And that wraps up today's podcast, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, comment, and we'll keep going, y'all. Have a good one. Peace.